I know. They, they do well, technically stream, right? right? Yeah. They have a, a their own streaming platform, which I would imagine has some moderate success, but it's difficult. HBO Go. It's difficult to be your own network, right? Own channel with your own content to have your own streaming platform that's successful as well. I think uh, the streaming HBO platforms Go succeed on their variety, their diverse portfolio of works that they can offer. Yeah, I do think they're just rivals, even though they have different formats or structures. Mm-hmm. They're they're rivals in content because Big Little Lies at all these awards beat out Stranger Things too. Stranger Things too. Oh. Yeah. So I was what, pissed. What did it win? So okay. Can you guess how many Emmys it was nominated for? It was nominated for 11 Emmys. Almost. six. No, I mean, you're almost there. 16. 16? Yeah. Holy moly. How is that even possible? I didn't even know there were 16 Emmys. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It won eight. Eight of the sixteen, so half no of them. Way. Yeah, get out. Uh, yeah. Wow. B- was Big Little Lies a sweep? Like, did it do perform really well compared to everybody else in terms of the? Yeah, quantity? I mean, it was did the it big win winner. The most? Yeah, oh, it was the big winner. I did not. R- I did not realize it won that. And I watched the Emmys <laughs> too. Yeah, it won the Golden Globes and it beat out Stranger Things there. So they won like best cast and best limited series. Is it so original? Well, so it's based on a book. By Leanne Moriarty. Moriarty? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Leanne Moriarty? Yeah. And originally set in Australia. All right. All right, you mate. (laughs) Yeah. But they they moved it to America, I guess, to appeal to Americans. I'm so sorry. That's so (laughs) bad. Not really. I have never really interacted with too many Australians in my life, unfortunately. I haven't either, yeah. We should. I wish we had some fans in Australia. Hopefully, one day that'll yeah. be fun to be able to go there. Tweet us at Hikey Book Club if you're from Australia. We could do a live <laughs> podcast. So that's apparently the next step, right? Is doing it live on stage well, with a background audience. We're getting ahead but of ourselves. I don't know how to feel about that. But Big Little Lies. So based on a book, and it was written. The screenplay was written by David E. Kelly. Apparently, he David E. <laughs> he has done a lot of projects and it looked like a lot of TV shows that were like law kind of things. I'm not sure. And he's married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Anyway, it was directed by all, all seven episodes were directed by a man named Jean-Marc Vallée, Vallée, I don't know. <laughs> he's French Canadian. So Jean-Marc. And he directed Dallas Buyers Club and Wild. Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah, the director of all of the Big Little Lies episodes. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. He directed Dallas Buyers Club and Wild, which also had, which starred Reese Witherspoon. I don't know if you remember at the Oscars, Wild was, it was a 2014 movie. So oh. The 2015 Oscars. Uh, Reese Witherspoon was nominated for Best Actress for it, I think. Oh, I didn't for know Wild. that. Well, what did you think of Big Little Lies? Why don't you tweet us at <laughs> Heike book club we'd be happy to hear from you and yeah uh, mention you in fact we i think we have a shout out later in the program yeah we do oh <laughs> i have no clue who it is i'm excited to get <laughs> this is basically a guessing game between the really and Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so so it, it had a very successful director and writer and 
Also, uh, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman actually are executive producers, which is kind of a big deal. They, they actually were the ones to get the rights, the screen rights, from the author that wrote the book, got the rights first, and then brought everyone on board. And it was first going to be a movie, then it's worked as a series. So the director and writer both... They were they treated it as a movie. It was shot like a movie, like timeline wise. I read that it was shot in a similar timeline to a movie instead of. Do you think they would have kept the same structure that the show had if uh, they had made it like a movie? I'm not sure. It's kind of hard because I think this this is one of those shows like we talked about in our very first episode. It's one of those shows that's kind of like bridging the gap between movies and television. Well, well, I just want to wonder if i could get a little bit more of your thoughts about what genre it is is it is it a i say it's a drama you say it's a drama yeah it's, i've seen it you say it's a murder mystery yeah i've seen it just kind of as mystery i even saw dark comedy somewhere and i was like i don't know about all that but <laughs> definitely drama mystery definitely drama drama is it's yeah. strong like that's yeah. it that's but what it says. Even if you don't love dramas, like I, I'm not a big fan of dramas. I don't know about you, but it's it's just kind of a bummer sometimes. But I think this show does a good job of sort of balancing you out. Oh, and hey, it's got to put you in some conflict. Right, exactly. But it's like some it wouldn't people be are captivating scared. if it wasn't dramatic. I know. Just because we want to know what's happening. I know, but it's sad. It can bump people song. out. There's a lot of people that are not into dramas. So it's a murder mystery <laughs> drama. Yeah, definitely a drama. But I was saying, I was trying to justify it, that even if you don't love dramas like me, I think it was still a good, like, it it, it was a, it had a good balance of, like, some lighter moments mm-hmm. and and nice moments. I think it also, like, doesn't get too too much of a bummer. Like, right. I feel like it's empowering in many ways. It's women protagonists that are very multidimensional and that's really great. Like I feel like it has a lot of empowering things to like uh, not to get into much detail now, but we'll get into it later. That really redeems itself for me for all like the sex and violence stuff that usually makes me too scared. Right. It really I mean emotionally for me it mm-hmm. does have a lot of ups and downs. But it takes me on that ride. <laughs> uh but yeah. I, I can I appreciated the the flow of it all and I thought that it was very well edited. I appreciate editing. I have a yeah. I have a thing for editing. But mm-hmm. uh I definitely would uh when later on the show I'll be talking about that. Yeah, I definitely agree. The editing is it's artistic. It's like not just clean normal editing. They take some cool interpretations, I think. And I, I, I want to talk I was going to talk about and it. And it too. contributes to the aesthetic of the film. For sure. It's not a film. You just call uh, it a well, film. Oopsie. <laughs> That's just the thing. It blends. It's the bridge, like Stranger Things. <sighs> I can't believe it beat Stranger Things. So a lot of them Only did seven episodes, too. Yeah. A lot of, like, the director, he, he was really against doing a season two. He thought it would spoil because it ends, like, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, let's say. I don't know if that's super spoiler. Like, I think it, like, the obviously any good drama ends open-ended, but it still has enough closure. So, like, the director was really against, like, a season two, but then, like, it was such a success that he he was kind of into it. And then, but he's not going to be the director of season two, actually. Uh, a woman named Andrea, Andrea Arnold is going to direct all the episodes of season two. So I think it's also good 
that it's opening up opportunities for a woman director next I season. I agree. I am too. There's so much to be excited about next season. And the whole reason I watched this, I actually, I, I remember now, this is the whole reason I watched this show. Because Meryl Streep what? signed on to be on uh, season two. And I was like, oh, Meryl Streep's in, I'm in, you know. Well, this show, <laughs> I tell you, I got to tell you, it just wants to bring in <laughs> everybody at the top of the bill. Yeah, they really And there's going to be a guest ex- appearance from Oprah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, I would she be is, great. She's getting she's back into she's acting. Friends, and she's friends with Reese Witherspoon because they just did a wrinkle in time. There you They're go. They're best friends. There you go. I mean, I Reese mean, can come bring on, anyone. She's so nice. Oprah <laughs> filmed it like last month. I love Reese Witherspoon. I think she... She's just a magnet for it's true. nice things. She really is. I, oh, my goodness. I talk about somebody who just has not aged. <laughs> it's uh, true. <laughs> yeah, she looks just like Elle Woods. <laughs> I don't mean to be so blunt, but. <laughs> no, yeah. I love her so much. I mean, just the icon. Like everybody l- you know, looks and feels phenomenal in this yeah. film. It's A-list for sure. And Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Laura Dern. Adam Scott, if you're a Parks and Rec fan, which is hey. kind of a fun little touch. Like I, I was excited to see Adam Scott. He's probably one of my favorite people on there, even though Ed is You know, he loser. has such an amazing career. <laughs> Have you looked at his body of works? I know. It's incredible. He's been in so much. He was in Monster-in-Law, and he was a gay guy. Oh. He was also in Boy Meets World and lots of things. Yeah, I love him. He was in this other show called Party Down. Did oh, you I've hear about that? Yeah. I, th- I believe he's the protagonist. Oh, yeah, I think so. We've watched clips of it in my screenwriting class. Oh, okay. It's just really weird to see him in a drama. Like, I've seen him in comedy so much, but it's fun. At least it, his presence is comforting. <laughs> I agree. It's uh, He takes on a different, like, you know, he's he has a mustache and beard. In he has a beard. And I read that he so was like the one. Older. He's the one that suggested the beard. I was just like. Really? Why, Adam Scott? The beard is insane. He wants he wants to be more in than he already is. <laughs> He's like, I want to be inner in. He's fine, and I didn't notice till because I watched it before and then I rewatched it with you, and I I noticed only the second time around that he shaved the beard for the last episode. Well, I spoilers, oops. <laughs> Sorry, I spoiled Adam Scott's beard, but there wow, I, I wow, won't. you really <laughs> did just drop. Hold up, no, I won't spoil. <laughs> it's just w- this spoilerless part. No, it's okay. It's gonna end soon because we really need to get to the tea. We've really <laughs> carried this on. Yeah, and I just want like I'm I'm trying to review it. Just yeah, yeah. final recommendations. Um, so this is th- like Cameron said, murder mystery. So there's that you find out right away. So it's not a spoiler. And well, you find out that there's been a murder. Right. That's what I mean. That it's and a murder then mystery. The intrigue of finding out who it was. Wait. Wait. Oh. So, the <laughs> so a lot of dramas are like this. They start with like a murder mystery. Like I think of Twin Peaks and Riverdale for teens. I guess even though I was whatever. <laughs> and like that murder mystery thing is like such a staple of drama. But this one is it's like normally it's like who done it, and now it's like who done what to who. Exactly. Yeah. So much intrigue there. <laughs> So much to be really curious point. about. And with that, we are excited to go in depth in the next section. Uh, spoilers. So we're going to get to spoilers. And spoilers. I just want to 
personally tell my mother to stop listening Whoa. here. Mom <laughs> <Be> drop. <laughs> because she always listens to spoilers and just to hear my voice. And I'm like, nope. So this is a mom like <laughs> proof zone unless you've actually. Yeah. So mom, stop it's listening. It's only like six and a half hours total. <laughs> If you haven't seen Big Little Lies, stop listening. It's really worth it to watch it. It's only seven episodes. That's easy to knock out. Like, And it's so worth it. So stop listening, Mom, and everyone else that hasn't seen Big Little Lies. Because we're going to spoil it all. But it's okay if you don't have time or a subscription. No. <laughs> a subscription, yeah. Welcome to the in-depth <laughs> investigation of Big Little Lies. <laughs> yes, I'm excited because there's so much juicy stuff. So much <laughs> juicy stuff. So we're about to get into. I'm gonna try to give like the shortest summary, and okay, it's nope. about <laughs> the about section. This is where you click about on the Big Little Lies webpage. Uh huh. The so it's about moms in Monterey Bay, California, and they have they all have kids in first first grade. They're all very rich, and so it's like exploring their lives and the dramas between them. And so let's go over the characters for you okay. as well as the audience, because yep, Cameron need a reminder. has trouble with the character names, and it's been a little while too. So Reese Witherspoon plays Madeline, and she's kind of uptight. She's very Reese Witherspoon, I would say for sure. Like she's kind of peppy and upbeat. She's like grown-up, cynical version of Elle Woods. So she's Madeline, and her husband is Adam Scott, and his name is Ed, and he's like a tech guy and nerdy. And Celeste is Nicole Kidman. Celeste Wright. Her husband is Perry Wright. And Celeste used to be a lawyer, but now she is a stay-at-home mom. But she misses being a lawyer. And Perry does an indescript job where he travels a lot in a suit. Interesante. And he's also a domestic abuser and a rapist. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> so then his name's Perry. Perry, okay. yeah. And then we have Shailene Woodley plays Jane. 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 Hashtag and justice she's for Jane. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's true. Um, she plays like a newcomer to the town and she's kind of a young mom and she's not rich like all the others. And her her son is like the new kid. And her son plays young Sheldon as well. Oh, what's his name? Ian Armitage. Oh, <laughs> Ziggy. Ah, yes. Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> it. So it's so funny. They all have like so... <laughs> They're, they're all the kids' names are perfect. They're perfect, like, rich white people names that are trying to be, like, <laughs> eccentric and funny. So we have, like, Ziggy and Chloe and Skylar. So oh. Chloe is Reese Witherspoon's daughter. Okay, good. Madeline's daughter. And Abigail's the teen, her older sister. Right. And then Skylar is Bonnie's daughter and, and Nathan's daughter. Nathan and Bonnie. So Nathan is Madeline's ex-husband, and he remarried to... A woman named Bonnie, played by Zoe Kravitz, oh, okay. which is Lenny Kravitz's daughter, if you didn't know. You know Lenny Kravitz? Do I know Lenny Kravitz? Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking notes of <laughs> uh, all the character names so I can resort to them later. <laughs> yeah. 
no, no, no. I don't know too much about Lenny Kravitz, other well, than that he covered American Woman. Oh. Uh, well, Zoe Kravitz is his daughter. She plays Bonnie. Really? Yeah. Oh. And Nicole Kidman used to be engaged to Lenny Kravitz. So she, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman was? Yeah, so Nicole Kidman, well, I don't know, but, so it's weird, like, her co-star, she was engaged to her dad. That was just So random. what's their names again? Bonnie? Bonnie is Zoe Kravitz, and she's stepmom to Abigail. Right, but who is she married to? Nathan. Nathan. And I don't really know his, the actor's name. I think his last name's Tupper, like Tupperware. He's Madeline's ex-husband, and he's kind of like a macho guy. Oh, and the, and Celeste and Perry's sons are twins, and their names are Max and some other name. <laughs> the twins. Got it, got it. <laughs> and we don't see them too, too much. We don't see them too, too much. We see them a lot, but we don't hear them a lot. Then we have Laura Dern, plays Renata. Mm-hmm. Renata? Renata. So Sorry, I was just trying to definitely carry your her, her her daughter's definitely is a rich white people name. Emma Bella. Right. <laughs> like but no, yeah, Renata Renata's beautiful and it's it's very universal. Oh, the name. I thought you meant Laura Dern, uh, I'm like, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> and her husband Oops, no. is Gordon and he's like a music producer or something and yeah, and Abigail What's their child's name? Renata and Gordon's? Emma Bella. And then it's like <laughs> diamonds and pearls. <laughs> Emma Bella. Yeah. And, oh, and, well, Abigail is the teen daughter of Madeline and Nathan. Right. And her, she's played by Catherine Newton, who was in Three Billboards uh, and Lady another, Bird. Yeah, two uh, yeah. movies that we've also podcasted before. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more about what we think about <laughs> uh, Lady Bird and Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, those are really great podcasts that mm-hmm. you can find on our uh podcast channel. yeah it's just crazy i guess we were talking about that like how one just one actress can get in all these like super award-winning things like i i just think as like there's so many actors and actresses but i was asking cameron because he's like a former actor and <laughs> or still i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know but i haven't acted in since 2016 <laughs> okay that's not that long ago but it was in the spring well i was asking you because you're you, you had experience and you were kind of arguing back that, like, well, there may not be that many good actors. Like, because I was saying, like, how this girl, Catherine Newton, who plays Abigail, got cast in two Oscar movies and an Emmy, like, the most Emmy-nominated show. And I was like, isn't there, like, so many more actors out there? Like, not, not, I mean, I just think there's so many good actors, but it's like, how does one person get, like, some, all the, all the roles? Well, But Cameron was trying to argue that, like, just good acting. <laughs> it is good acting. It's also, though, the nature of the show. Like, I think this this show wants to pull people who have a lot of experience like that. I and guess. a lot of star power. Well, Nicole. But what does that say? I want to know, like, what does that say about the film industry? If we can see these, at least two really major, mostly known for their film work, actresses, and able TV? to. Exactly. Yeah. And Meryl Streep now. And I mean, I think that that just, like. That's you know that needs to be consi- like looked at, and what does that say to us about the film industry? It's well, we we know it's declining, and TV is rising, mm. and especially now with a show like Big Little Lies that really bridges the gap. Like it feels like a film or movie in a lot of ways. 
would you go out to a movie theater to watch Big Little Lies if it was <laughs> screening? Yeah. It's it's screened actually at the the Chinese theater. Like okay. where they have the Oscars. I think that's where it premiered or what one of the openings. What if that's kind of like a revolutionary idea? I'm not gonna share it on here, but screening T V? Mm-hmm. That happens. Like a movie theater that like is a, a TV theater? More like festivals and premieres, though. Like oh. the premieres. No, I mean like a TV theater. Like you just go and rather than you see Every movies. Week. Like that's all they Honestly, do. Honestly, I wish they TV. had RuPaul because I would go. You know? <laughs> I mean, that that's what gay more is. Like. And you can have like different <laughs> styles of rooms where it's like some are casual, some are like you got to pay attention. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's very elaborate. No, no, no. It would be like a TV theater. Okay. Pitch it to Shark Tank. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Just kidding. Um I get okay. no support on the show. Sorry. <laughs> I get no support I'm behind the scenes. Sorry. So <laughs> I you were asking why the, or if we knew what Perry's job was. You know Perry is Celeste's husband. Yeah, I kept trying to figure that out. Well, what does he do? I was when you asked that, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I was thinking, I wonder if it's like if it would be too obvious. With like making the connection between Jane, Jane's rapist with the Celeste husband. So what, like what, they make that very. What do you mean? What? Like maybe we would have figured it out sooner before the big reveal if we had more details about Perry. But I felt like I had kind of like considered that at one point. You didn't feel like that? Honestly, I'm ashamed. I didn't. I'm like, yeah. it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, because he's always traveling. Yeah, this guy clearly has no regard for anybody. Yeah, or I mean, uh, well, his children. Kind of, but the therapist. Okay, so the therapist is like my favorite. I don't know. We we should talk about some favorite things, and the therapist is definitely one of my favorite. Yeah, that's definitely a good segment to point out, and how it becomes a very prominent cutaway Mm -hmm. in the final episodes. Yeah. I just, I love her. Like, she's so concerned. Mm-hmm. You just feel it in your heart how concerned she is. And direct. Yes, yes. I admire her so much. She's my role model. <laughs> I, I also read up that all, all of those scenes were unrehearsed by Nicole Kidman and Alexander Skarsgård, who plays Perry. And that kind of kept a really good awkward tension between them because the actors were trying to read each other. Just like the characters are trying to read each other. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good on them. Yeah. I mean, they both won the Emmy for Best Actor and Actress. Well, I think Perry won for Best Supporting Actor. And then they won the Golden Globes also for the same things. So Nicole Kidman, Best Actress. Skarsgård. Nicole Kidman got Best Actress? Yeah, she did. How do you feel about that? I like it because she had a lot of intense stuff for this and all the violence and stuff. And it was all her. You know, at first when they showed her ass, I was like, oh, they can't afford Nicole Kidman's ass. I'm sure that's someone else's. But then, like, we see a lot more later. I'm like, oh, no, they have her like. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. So she did a lot. And I mean, I I read up that she like the, the really the worst of the abuse, the part in the bathroom. She, like, was really affected by that, and, like, she couldn't get up. Nicole Kidman couldn't get up. Not because she was injured, but, like, emotionally. I mean, I'm sure she was a little injured, too, but... And then later that day, she had a meltdown at the hotel and threw a rock through a window, which I don't know if I believe that. Like, it's so random, but that's one of the things I read up on. 
Wow. Yeah. But apparently Skarsgård would always like try to ask her if she was okay afterwards and he w- he would try to check in like how she was emotionally. Well, that's good. Those are rough scenes. It's it's hard. It's hard subject matter to it, it's it's the whole thing. Yeah. But I would like really to also scary. get into the themes of like gossip and also mm. the themes of being what we call a housewife, uh, a stay at home uh, spouse. Yeah. That is in this community of others mm-hmm. like that. And what sort of culture arises somewhat of a gossip culture mm-hmm. from from the privileges and the luxuries that they right. uh, have, they afford. Yeah, it's it's a very, I feel like addressed very directly, which is appreciated, I think, because they, Reese Witherspoon, like Madeline and Celeste, both acknowledge that they're not satisfied as being just a mom. And like, they're feeling really guilty about that, like they're terrible parents. But like, it's kind of exploring this idea that like, women can be multi, you know, can have a lot of different pursuits in life and mm-hmm. like the child is not the one thing they can o- the only thing they can focus on like mm-hmm. it's nice they acknowledge it and they talk about it mm-hmm. because Celeste wants to be a lawyer again and she does she has strong yeah. strong passions to go back into the field and she rightfully so she's so good mm-hmm. at, at it that's cool i mean those are it's, those it's are probably right, empowering you know moments. that it seems we s- we get we see very strong resistance from Perry for well Celeste yeah, to go back into it. Yeah, controlling evil. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, he's so scary. And then. Do you think that HBO does a good job of establishing him as the antagonist early on? I don't know about super early. I think they go. They they, they, they work gradually up to build it. into it. Do you like yeah. that? I think so because I think it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot more like because in real life you don't know who's a bad guy who's a good guy. Right. You're it's ambiguous. It's always ambiguous. And a mark of a good TV or movie is that like the characters seem as real as possible. And you don't know with Perry, like he, I mean, he, he expresses really manipulative behavior Uh and he's like, Oh, change or I'm sorry. And buys her diamonds, whatever the hell. And the the only, the voice you have to listen to her, I had to trust. And I did as the therapist. That's why I love her so much. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, Oh, I believe her, you know, when she talks, but if she, if the therapist wasn't involved, like I wouldn't know, like I would be more confused. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, I think the first scene that we actually are introduced to him to Perry at is him interacting with his kids and playing with them Mm -hmm. outside like right before they go out to school for the first day of or the orientation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like orientation. Yeah, the first day that where the choking happened, which I mean, the whole Perry talk leads to like how there's like this mystery going on with the kids too. It just parallels the adults so well of like, who's the bully of the kids? Who's the bully of the adults? Oh, it's like right the same. But did the kids learn it from the parents? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and it becomes this perpetual hurt. cycle. Yeah. Like that's all they know. Right. Oh. And that's why he was a bully. Like, cause he had heard things and yeah. The show does, uh, it really, like, I'm wondering if they had psychologists mm. on set or in the writing room at any point to give any advice about what the, I feel like there's a lot of psychology written into this. There is. Cause like they depict like a, an abuser so well, like, mm. So accurately. Do you think that contributed to why it received the award for best drama? Yeah, 
Yeah, again, realism. Like, if you get realism, you're you're good. <laughs> I think it segues nicely into another point I wanted mm-hmm. to make of just about the subplot of Abigail, who mm-hmm. decides to s- she decides to sell her body, her virginity, mm-hmm. online for, I guess, charity. Yeah, for is the idea for charity. And well, for to raise awareness for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a, there's there's guys of a noble cause, but uh, it is a controversial issue to say the least mm-hmm. among the parents and the internet. It you know it's it's sort of this uh, way a uh, new way of commodifying the female body. I think that that is somewhat reflected in the way that the adults are also housewives. Does that make sense? Not too much. Not so much? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not sure the connection between internet and housewives. I don't know. Maybe it's not the same. These housewives are great because... <laughs> well, because they're real. Because they're yeah. not just like... And they're mothers. One-dimensional housewives. They're like people first. House mothers, I should say. They're people first. It's true. Instead of mothers first or housewife first. Mm. As a character, I mean like... See, you, you look into this so much deeper than I can. I'm sorry. I mean, it's... it's what am I on the show for, anyway? No, you are. You're good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's different, like, as a woman watching, you notice... I think you're, you're more able to notice the details that are lacking in most other things. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like men always get these, like, multidimensional characters like these women that, like, have hopes and dreams and then maybe have a kid, too, like, <laughs> instead of just having a kid being the dad mm-hmm. character. So, it makes more sense for me to be like more acute to like notice that as a difference yeah but it's true well i anyway. mean it really resonates with women i think what did you think of the music selections i liked them a lot you did yeah what, what well okay this leaves me i think i i know the one accident there was an accident in the music well, no no <laughs> remember how we we always talk about on the podcast how the everyone every movie's allowed one accident yes one thing that like uh, doesn't yeah isn't super realistic it's a coincidence yeah well okay so i don't know if i found it or not you can tell me and i think it's too big for it to not to count like this is a fault i think well it's a fault but it also enhances it so the thing is that Chloe, Madeline's daughter, liking David Bowie and Leon Bridges and all these other old hipster things instead of, like, playing one song over and over of, like, Hannah Montana or whoever Hannah Montana is now, you know? <laughs> to me, that's, like... Who is Hannah Montana now? I don't know, but, <laughs> you know, like... Hannah this Montana. Is, that's, like, the least you. realistic six-year-old trait. It's... <laughs> absolutely true it's the least realistic and somehow she is like a whiz kid when it comes to djing yeah it's like she has like tastes that it's like i don't think 30 year olds have like that taste you know <laughs> like yeah, a six-year-old doesn't and like do you think that counts as like the one accident or is it I do. too big you no think? i think it does you think it does okay everything else everything it's else airtight. is pretty airtight yeah <laughs> that's a way to put it <laughs> okay uh, i found it. i was proud that i found good it. job <laughs> i i just don't believe that sorry if there's a six-year-old out there that knows all these music then <laughs> you should be a youtuber or something <laughs> uh i i really like the theme i like the theme song i think it has like those flashes of like like it has cool editing in it 
visuals. I mean, not just the theme song, but it does. And I mean, and that's another good segue into what I, another thing I editing. wanted to talk about. Well, I wanted to talk about the editing. I also wanted to talk about waves. Oh yeah. You know how there are all of these wave yeah. crashes, and they're always looking at them. What is that about? <laughs> Why life is a wave? <laughs> you gotta ride it. <laughs> they, they splice in a lot of cuts of waves crashing uh, in between scenes and during I think moments. It's just and dramatic. Hi- I w- what do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, it it is. I just think like visually and sound wise, it's just it it's sort of it's like scary. It's like both ir- irritating mm-hmm. and like frightening and pleasant and soothing mm-hmm. simultaneously. Do you think they use it as a transition. Well, they definitely use it as a transition yeah. technically, but they also use them, I think, as kind of like this artistic statement. Like you punctuation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, they're over and in, in, in the intro, you see yeah. the waveforms that are uh, over blended with the body images. Yeah, for sure. Fading in and out. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a theme. The waves and the ocean and maybe the mystery of the ocean, maybe... That's a parallel. <laughs> I don't know. Because it's a mystery. Do you think, would you say they have rigid lives? No, they're rich. They have huge islands. That's true. Oh, I love, I would kill for an island like that. Oh, like Wait, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> you're saying what, what, what was the line you're saying was like really important? The oh, line. When Perry tells Celeste, you're lucky I didn't kill you. Exactly. That's an important breaking point. Oh my gosh. Because we just rewatched episode six just. To like get our bearings. That's the breaking point. I think that there had all there have been these other lines and clues that were not life threatening up to that point, and then that was the life threatening comment that hit the last nail in the coffin. If yeah, you will. and that's right after that is when she get goes get an apartment and all exactly. that. So. Exactly. So that's an important moment. And I have a question. Oh, oh. Well, but n- not until <laughs> not until you finish because it's a new new topic, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's story it's story related. Is it related to our protagonist? Who's our protagonist? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the question, but that's a good question. <laughs> it's definitely Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. And Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Reese Witherspoon. Is Nicole Kidman, I guess. Nicole Kidman's not supporting. She won Best Actress and Reese Witherspoon yeah. was nominated in the same category. I think they're pr- both protagonists. The, in the pilot, it was difficult to understand because the pilot, right. I think, really dived more it's and introduced true. us, you know. But it's more of a movie, remember? Madeline. <laughs> and boy, uh, also the antagonist is kind of unclear because for a long time you think it's Laura Dern. Yeah. Like while you're, while Perry. Actually, I, who, the antagonist? Yeah. 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 And we don't think. She's I, like the superficial antagonist. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's so interesting thinking about it as a film from, or, uh, as a TV show that over seasons, it can start <laughs> us thinking one thing, but then over time lead mm-hmm. us into thinking a different direction. Yeah. But it gets us really confused. Like we don't know what to think at any right. point. At one point we think that it's going to be all about Jane killing Laura uh, or uh, what's her name? Laura. Oh, uh, Renata. Renata. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it's going to be Renata who kills Jane. Like who? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I think that's Is Madeline going to kill somebody. <laughs> Or get killed. I know, right? Yeah, Madeline. I feel like Madeline's life was being threatened like all the time. Uh, I know. Nobody she, liked her. She has everyone. Except for Jane. Up. Yeah, of course. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, her best friend is Celeste. Right. Oh, and that's a powerful friendship. It is. 
It's also thinking of power. I think it's funny to think about how Madeline's child, Chloe, her daughter, has has all of the social power in the (laughs) class. And so then. And she uses that as a weapon. Oh my God, to go to the Disney on ice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was petty. Like, if I've ever seen petty. You know, petty, right? Petty? Yeah. Yeah, like petty uh, that you play with and mold. (laughs) Yeah that one (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it was so petty because (laughs) it's just funny because she that's her style and (laughs) she she wants to do what's right she thought it was wrong already that uh, the birthday party was being hosted on that day no she was mad because Ziggy wasn't invited invited. and then yeah oh so so guess it was petty it was very petty but uh, there, everyone was petty in this situation, <laughs> or a lot of people were. But who yeah, was honestly, Tom Petty. I'm sure <laughs> Chloe knows. <laughs> so we've talked about <laughs> how it's structured like a narration, uh, like narrated by the interrogation in the future, right? Exactly. So it's all like recurring. Future tense. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. No. Past tense, because it already happened. Exactly. Good and. Point. I think the narration is really what helps it lighten from being at such a heavy drama and heavy topics is that like the narration is really light and like humorous, which is so strange with like a murder being discussed. But like these people are just so gossipy and she's muscles that like, well, so they don't I care. think it's funny that a it's like one on one, you know, and then two, it's with authority figures. Yeah. You know, and then three, so it reminds me of a reality TV show. Yeah, a little bit. It has these these talking head elements of interviews being yeah. spliced in between scenes to give us this behind the scenes understanding of how at least mm-hmm. their reputation stood in the community. Yeah, the dynamics of like and what people were thinking around. Them. Exactly, it's all neighborhood association for these people, <laughs> and they are just full of gossip. Yeah, they and so are. <laughs> we, nev- we don't know what's real. We don't know what's truth. And if I were being those it's officers, true. I'd be like, I don't know. Do you think that the interviewees being interviewed were all saying the truth, like the same thing? Kind they of. All have the same story? I think you're able to tell. Well, because they also, they, they, they say the narration and then they show you like what's behind, like the perception that they're having. So like, if they're like, Oh, it looked like they were fighting. It's like because someone saw them. But then you see like what led up to the fight and stuff like that in the real part of the show, not the interview part. So I think they just kind of like... They use it to set up the scenes. And to s- tell us where we're ending up a little bit. I don't know. They it's really do, though. They in, mm-hmm. in the, Especially in the early parts of the show, I remember those talking heads doing a great job of propelling us yeah. into the heightened suspense of what's going to happen because the community members were all sort of like speculating yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i i mean i, I thought that's all this whole time we don't know who died i know that that's the crazy thing i'm telling you most murder mysteries are about who did it who did it and now it's like who did it to who you know <laughs> like so scary and you're worried there's all these a-list actors you don't want your favorite to die yep and i'm I mean, I was cynical. Like, I, I did not expect it to be, like, the person I would want the most to die to die. Because usually shows and 
movies don't give you what you want. They just give you what will make you the most sad sometimes. But this is like, oh, yeah, this is a good end. Yeah. Satisfying. Well, there's a very clear message. Well, what do you think about Bonnie being the culprit? Oh. Um, Do you think it's ironic because she's the granola hippie peace girl? (laughs) I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I feel like she's the person who's most disconnected from the neighborhood association, if you will. And I've said that in quotation marks, right? To stand in place for community. But I feel like she's the one who's the most disconnected from it and new from it, new to it, that Mm -hmm. she, she's, she's the only person who could take action. You know, all mm-hmm. the other girls there were there. Yeah. And they're also held down, I think, by understanding the dynamics of the mm. implication if one of them did it and how like it would be impossible for any of well, them to keep that secret, I think. But you what know what I mean? Yeah. But what the detective says, like if Celeste, Nicole Kidman, his wife would have done it, it would have been like a really easy self-defense can- case to defend. So like. But she couldn't. Remember, she was being like overpowered by him. Right. They exactly. were all being overpowered by him. Right, right. That's the main barrier, I think. Not that they have more consequences. Because I think it took, a, it took a force. Yeah. She had to come charging out of like the, the bushes. Yeah. I know. That was great. Oh my God. I love her. Like, after that, I was like, okay, Team Bonnie. <laughs> not Team Bonnie, because I love Madeline. Not like that, but like. I'm I'm on her team now. And then and you know I think that's sort of her her calling call to calling card, to be in the group now mm-hmm. because we get the final shot. Yeah. Where She's they're included. all looking out on the beach. Yeah. What do you think of she, that final shot? She got a three million dollar raise what? for the next season. Did she really? Yeah. So I think that was solid. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's something else. I know. Just three million. And Nicole Kidman and. No, that's a lot of money for Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I don't know. Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon get like two million per episode or something. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Or a million? I don't know. <laughs> that's a difference. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it was two million. Like that's kind of hev- a lot. I feel well, like. Well, but they're the stars. Maybe like a million or one point. Maybe one point five. Isn't that big? That's a lot for season one, though. They won eight Emmys. <laughs> not oh. for season. Not in season one. In season two. Oh. Like okay. they're projected. Yeah. I see. And. Meryl Streep. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask, what are you most scandalized by? What were you most scandalized by? Because well, I have a, I have an answer, which I can go first. What do you scandalized? Like, a moment where you were like, <gasps> uh, <laughs> like with the with the uh, gossip, with the uh, cheese man, like in the show. Because uh, I, I had a lot of gas moments. I definitely moments. know what mine was. What? When Madeline cheated yeah, on it. <laughs> okay, I'm so sad. We have the same one. That's insane. Yes, I was so shook. I was like, Wait, gassing. she's pr- like, I thought she was just pure and proper. I know. Okay, yeah. What? I guess that's a, the scandal moment of the season. No, and that's a. Oh my gosh, I had totally forgot about that crash. Oh yeah, that comes Dramatic. out of nowhere. Yeah, that was. Guess. And then that just like adds this whole nother wrench and everything. Yeah. Oh my god. I did not expect that. Like I. I mean. Okay. Now talk about talk about coincidences. Oh, I don't know. I just. I found it hard to believe that he just like within a few days was like fully recovered again. Oh. <laughs> well, they didn't crash that bad, I guess. I can't remember <laughs> that guy's name, unfortunately. Do you have his character? Oh uh, no. Uh. Gerald. <laughs> 
Avenue Q director. That's right. <laughs> I also wanted to just mention Avenue, Avenue Q. Q. I mean, yeah. that's cool that they're doing that musical. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of like it is, I guess, innovative for like a rich people yeah. town. It's <laughs> like that's her community contribution. Yeah. Direct <laughs> Avenue Q, raunchy. She's like, well, I want to be radical. I want to do a. And it's like not. I mean, Avenue Q is like for like a community of rich white people. I guess it's are they liberal or conservative? They're liberal, but mm-hmm. they're not raunchy. Right. Except Reese Witherspoon is behind the scenes, I guess. Not oh behind, not gosh. not Reese Witherspoon, Madeline, oh. behind the scenes. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was not. Oh, yeah, I was so scandalized, and like how she had passion for that guy, but not for Ed. Like poor justice for Ed too. Justice for Ed. <laughs> for Honestly, real. he's. Dream guy. Who wouldn't want to marry him? He he stays at home. He's super chill. He cooks. He's chill. He knows computers. Useful. Very. And it's Adam Scott. Exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I the the one part I can't forgive a little bit is Adam Scott singing, fake singing. Uh, <laughs> at the end. God. <laughs> a good I'm <moment>. sorry. <laughs> you know Adam Scott. I even if you sounded like the worst singer on the planet, I would give it rather. A, I would listen yeah, to that. Yeah, that's the thing. This is a parent fundraiser thing. It's not like American Idol. It's parents. So like, yeah, I would believe. On, HBO. I would believe no. it so much more. It's true. If he just sang like a normal, not good singer, like it just th- wasn't like in the contract. Like, like a dad. Clearly, like you, you're gonna pay me. X amount more if I have to sing. And you're <laughs> like, sorry, we can't afford that. Oh my god. Oh, that was not. What fun. if Adam Scott requires like an extra three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for any song? But Zoe Kravitz, which yeah, it made sense, and she she actually sang her part. Oh, so she did. Yeah, she's Zoe Kravitz's daughter. She's the singer as well. Oh, so you think the singing gene d- just gets passed down? Well, she's a singer, or she I don't know, but. Adam Actually, Scott, maybe. I don't know. What, what that would be a cool research project, <laughs> like for a scientist. I'm sure they probably have. But yeah, so uh, Adam Scott singing, please not in season two. Or fake singing. Just please. We, we got to tweet real. HBO, though. <laughs> okay, you can tweet. Actually, we gotta, what we have to do is we have to <laughs> look up the producers, find their Twitter profiles, and then tweet them <laughs> directly. Yeah, I'm sure they know. That's how you influence. You can't influence a brand. A brand influences you. Oh. That's deep. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be on Hikey Book Club on Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right after this. <laughs> uh, are you ready to move on to season two speculation and oh gossip? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not know I was buying in for that. What? So. <laughs> well, well, I just want okay, okay. one last thing i wanted to talk about is like did you think that there was anything or how did you like the running like sequences on the beach that they kept cutting Uh, i think it was more to like add tension and add like that frustration energy and Mm. there's also that moment that was very symbolic of like a confronting no when when jane is running and then celeste and madeline start running like next to her and it it was kind of at a moment when they were becoming good friends and Mm -hmm. like so it was kind of a a good woman support women it's so interesting it's just like the one static sort of action that allows them to just kind of use as metaphor as well for what Mm -hmm. is going on to kind of simplify the relationships yeah at least they want us to 
like see from their perspective. Yeah, it's to help us. It's to help us out, know mm-hmm. what feelings are going on, I think. Yeah, and then I guess, wow, I guess the waves, because they're sort of part of that s- those sequences mm-hmm. too, but just in the background, maybe that's used to kind of bridge these two perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very artistic in the way has tries to do a lot of metaphors and well with that being said what do you think that's what what kind of metaphors do we have to look forward to season in season two, two? Uh, well i don't know I, I about season two the only thing that's i really come from it's actually filming right now as we speak probably <gasps> <laughs> and the only thing i know is there's going to be a lot more grandma action going on grandma yeah so okay this this might be a spoiler people don't want but like the character that meryl streep is playing do you want to know who that is should we say i think so it's like pretty public for fans like that follow it okay um uh, meryl streep is going to play perry's mother perry's mother yeah (gasps) so our victim is is he gonna (laughs) murder victim is she going to come live with well they shared celeste just today Nicole Kidman shared a picture. Um, so when I first heard, okay, Meryl Wait, she tweeted it. She Instagrammed it and tweeted it. What? Yeah. Well, actually, Nicole Kidman doesn't have a Twitter. She Instagrammed it and Reese Witherspoon tweeted. It. I don't know, but <laughs> it's it's. So at first, when I heard Meryl Streep's playing Perry's mother, I was like, oh shit, she's gonna be the antagonist, seeking vengeance on who murdered her son. You know, it's probably a rich white lady. You know, that's. Barry that's a really loves good her point. son. Oh my god! And I'm still wondering that. But the picture. And then what kind of dynamic is that going to bring up with you know Bonnie? Right, exactly, and not to mention Celeste too. And she's the grandma to the twins. But the the picture Nicole Kidman shared, I, I'll try to sh- show it to you. It had like Nicole Kidman, the twins, and Meryl Streep all like reading like a storybook. I was gonna say, what if Meryl Streep's character gets custody? Oh shit! I don't. They wouldn't do it over the mom unless they thought the mom. Yeah, I mean murdered. the mom. Well, see, here's a picture. How interesting. <laughs> they have similar haircuts, <laughs> even though she. We'll she post a link to that picture. Uh, well, yeah, we'll post it in the tweet. Um, actually, Haggy Book Club retweeted it today. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, nice. so you can find that on our Twitter page. Yeah, for sure. So Meryl Streep in the picture almost looks more like Celeste's mom because they have like a similar haircut and hair color. Rather than Perry's mom, but and and it doesn't like she doesn't in this picture she doesn't seem very antagonistic, so now I'm kind of doubting my theory of her being an antagonist. Mm-hmm. But I think I that mean, would that would be just like too easy though because it would basically be her replacing the Perry. exactly the right. exact same the character same. that was the antagonist yeah. before. It'll be interesting to see like and besides they wanted to last longer than one season probably. I guess you're right. They need a new antagonist we don't care about mm-hmm. <laughs> or we hate and want to get rid of. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because it is like I do echo the beliefs of the director of the first season about or his original beliefs. Then he changed his mind later. But that it's very risky to do a season two with something with such good closure. It's kind of like you could ruin it real easy. You got to be very careful, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I'm very skeptical about those things. That's how I felt about Westworld too, you know. But, oh, but how Westworld? Have, this is spoiler, but Westworld definitely don't lends spoil itself. it for me. It just lends itself to a season two. It oh, definitely okay. does. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Well, Big Little Lies has open-ended things, but it does have nice clothes. It's like a very beautiful like piece. Like Stranger Things too. Like Stranger Things. 
Stranger Things ended with good closure in season two, and I'm also worried about that in season three. I'm mm. worried about anything that ends with good closure continuing, because, like, that have Riverdale went so downhill, but Riverdale's a lot more cheesy than these shows. Riverdale? Like yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want us to do Riverdale? No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. It went so downhill, and it season one ended with such good closure, it, it couldn't recover. And these have a lot bigger players behind them, so I'm sure... They'll have a way better chance of succeeding, but I'm just, I get worried about like just keeping things going just for hype's sake, you know, just right. because people love it. It's hard. And that goes back to like all the revivals and all the if reboots. they're correct uh, and whatever. And we have some themes in this podcast. <laughs> we definitely do. Noticed. And if we had a website, we would be able to like po- have little blog pages. I'm telling you, oh. you're the one. We could have a reduced. fan community. <laughs> Yes. An email newsletter? Yes. Oh. I know. Do you want Haiki to have an email newsletter? Haikeebookclub.com. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there, y'all. <laughs> yeah. What do you hope t- is in season two? Sex. Ew. There's going to be enough of that. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you think more Madeline cheating? Kidding. Do you think she'll cheat more? This is an R-rated podcast, by the way. I think Madeline might cheat more. Oh, you do? I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. But they got to add drama. (laughs) I wanted her to go to the psychologist. She should. And Celeste suggested it, and she was like, I don't know. What if it's that Ed cheats with with Celeste? Ah, no. That'd be too dramatic. I loved Ed too much. I don't think he would do that. He's so nice. I agree. (laughs) I love him. I mean, I'm just so excited to see Meryl Streep. I really don't know, though. I mean, so is it going to be a murder mystery? Or is it going to be a robbery? Like maybe maybe somebody burned somebody's house I'd down well no like I think the main conflict my house down? <laughs> the main conflict right now is that like the detective is really after finding answers oh so like and then I guess we're gonna deal with the drama of the consequences what if they like just make a new episode or a new season it's just like it never it you know we moved on um, that'd be great <laughs> or or they could do it structured where it's like you know, one year later. Oh, yeah. And that's true because that happens a lot. You have to with kids because they grow so fast. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I feel like in Stranger Things, they're going to do a big time jump because these kids mm. are getting old. And these kids, yeah. They're becoming full-on teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, there's more grandma action, action, not just Meryl Streep. I also saw that. Grandma action? What is this, a grandma action? Well, I'm saying in season two, there's going to be I grandmas at play because. I know. I just think it's funny you call it grandma action. <laughs> it's this what it is. This better be the audiogram if it's. <laughs> <laughs> so Bonnie's mom was also cast. So we got the two grandmas, the two moms of the murderer and murderee. Really? So maybe there's going to be a grandma fight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a grandma fight. <laughs> that would be something else. <laughs> and you could get like a whole new demographic to subscribe to HBO. It's true. Maybe they're trying to get the older crowd. That's a good point. Ooh. Wow. I have my theories about HBO. And so maybe one well, day. Well, you know that. That would be cool to have a podcast just about HBO shows. We might. <laughs> H- so did you know HBO won the rights to Big Little Lies from Netflix? Like against oh, them. Oh, there was a bid? Yeah. Are there like <laughs> are there like streaming platform bids like every season where they get to bid on the I'm no, sure. I, I don't think yeah. Well this was supposed to be a mini series. Like it wasn't supposed to continue. So it uh, made sense for a streaming platform like a lot because that's how structure is a lot of the time. Do you think HBO was surprised by the critical reception? Probably. I mean, they just underestimated the women's purchasing power as usual. 
good point. It's probably their most liked show that is more specifically targeted at women. Yeah, it's Man, huge. Man, you've got to watch Westworld. I will. Uh, <laughs> let us know if you want us to do Westworld. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I, I'm getting around to it. I'm excited to see what or hear what you think about how women uh, empower themselves in that. Oh, cool. Show. Yeah, that's another big HBO show. Well, uh, do you have any <laughs> final thoughts? No, but our grade. Oh, our shout out. No, <laughs> or our shout out that our grade. So I have a shout out. Uh, <laughs> my shout out is to my mom, who oh. will probably not listen to this podcast. Good. <laughs> but if she ever does someday, and even if she doesn't, this is just for in general, because I didn't actually have a shout out for anybody else. This and is a I good podcast to shout out moms, because yeah. it's. I feel like moms could resonate a lot with this show. It's I, true. Even though I Just asked... So, not my mom. <laughs> my mom. I asked my mom, because she said she watched two episodes. I asked her if she related. Oh, she's like, I can't get into it. Well... She just watches a lot of things, so like she she might finish it, but she watches anything that you recommend. Literally, yeah. And she she I was like, and I do too. <laughs> I was like, did you relate? And she was like, no. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, mom, like <laughs> they have similar. And she's just like, I guess rich white people are very different from her world, but <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. I do think rich so. Mexicans are ten times more dramatic. I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, they do. That's what's so brilliant about the show is that it does it without like it. It does it with class, but I think it like highlights the kind of absurdities of the rich white. Yeah. You know, people culture. Yeah, it really does. I mean, that's a that those surprisingly without going into a country club. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, they're like liberals. They're like. They they don't do country clubs. They just do their mansions mm-hmm. facing the it ocean. It does a good job of showing that they're still real people, but it's just like they have so much fucked upness. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's another theme of like, oh, perfect image, but very opposite behind the scenes, like in, in their own homes, mm-hmm. even though they're all portraying like, like Perry is very respected in this community and stuff. And he's like the worst of all. And he's lost it over by all the other moms. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. Ugh, no, you don't want her. Oh, well, so what's your final grade? A. A. <laughs> we I agreed. Give it an a. Wow, I'm surprised you didn't give it a B plus like everything else. Oh my god, <laughs> B plus. <laughs> no, that's for Twilight. Uh, no, that might be B minus. <laughs> At best. The lady's, the lady's like C plus. We might do Twilight at some point because we want to do something dumb and hilarious and yeah, nostalgic. and my Spanish textbook is trying to give me spoilers <laughs> as activities, <laughs> so I just can't take this anymore. It's true. The suspense the is killing suspense. me. It's like the whole chapter is about <laughs> Twilight. <And> so, <laughs> w- thank you for tuning in. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you liked what you heard, you can go find us to chat with us. We'd like to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heike Book Club. Please right. talk to us. We're lonely. Uh, <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> but I'm coming up to my finals. Aww. I would love any excuse to not have to look into my books for those <laughs> tests. That's true. But yeah, this is an exciting time. It's spring, and <laughs> we're gonna. Delaney and I are going to a wedding tomorrow, and maybe we'll have a little bit of news to share about that when we come back uh, next week. But uh, for the time being, we will leave you with that. That is Big Little Lies, episode 21. 20. Oh. (laughs) 
and and that is episode 20 yay our 20th episode we forgot to celebrate what let's celebrate in the outro like we gotta like get a cake Uh. with the little numbers in it (laughs) and then post it to our instagram oh But so that's 20th. Uh, that's really exciting. We're Thanks for joining us for 20 episodes or however many you have. And we look forward to 20 more. That's right. <laughs> amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, <laughs> that's oh. If you can't oh love God. yourself, how in the hell, the hell are you going to love somebody, somebody else? else? Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just stole RuPaul's outro. <laughs> They're coming after us. <laughs> ah! Boom, boom, boom. Intellectual property police. <laughs>